We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. I believe tonight God wants to do something um, pretty cool. Thank you, mate. All right. Champion, thank you very much. Um, man, how good was Equip Her? So good. Yeah, I had like two 500-gram steaks both weeks. <laughs> uh, but man, I've heard Equip Her was awesome. And uh, man, get in for it to next year. Next year, I think it was $50 registrations only for the next two days. So go on uh, the Auckland Church website, uh, register for it. Nothing like a girls' weekend away. It's going to be awesome. Great testimonies coming out from it. So um, well done to everyone that went and everyone who had a good time. And uh, onwards to the next one. Uh, and I pray Shout Conference is coming up real quick. Who's, who's registered for Shout Conference? I've registered. I want to say get there. It is just a, a whole week of uh, awesomeness. There's no charge for awesomeness. Who knows what movie that came from? Thank you. It's a highlight in our family life, obviously. <laughs> None of you guys knew that. Oh, what sort of movies do you guys watch? You know. Like, I was, oh, I was about to say adult movies. No, I hope you don't watch adult movies. They were just because I watch children's anyway. You knew what I was meaning. Amen. Um, all right, we we got to get on to it. Otherwise, um, the Holy Spirit will rebuke me. Um, we've been doing a series. Welcome to church. Um, it's Sunday night and... And it's been a week of school holidays. I accidentally called it school holidays before. It was actually an accident. It wasn't a real thing. I, but hey, it can. Sometimes the school holidays can feel like school holidays. But hey, it's awesome. Uh, and so I apologize if I'm a little tired and I'm just a little bit um, relaxed tonight. But I think it's good to be, have fun in church. Um, we're, we're not about walking around in robes and throwing stuff anyway anyway as like, I'll just keep a good focus on my wife and she'll tell me all right um Holy Spirit come and move in our lives I pray for every single one of us in Jesus name amen um we've been we've been we started a series before last week before we had the equip her invasion with the pastor Esther and pastor Sophia and what a brilliant Sunday that was talking about praise and and then talking about stepping into the promises so so good but I, I love I love who we are as a church and um, we started a series the week before called this is us and um, this morning I, I shared some more on this is us and tonight I want to share some more on this is us but I, I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me in the worship so we're going to just go down another angle because I think I believe that this is what God wants to show us tonight and um so, so it's going to be exciting, but there are some, some, some basics that I, I want to share first, and, uh, and then, I, I, then I'll share what I, I felt the Holy Spirit lay on my heart. Um, this is us as a, as a church. I, I believe that the things that we're sharing about, this is us. Last, or the week before last, I shared through Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verses 22 through to 25, and each, each scripture talks about, it says, let us. And then it says, let us, and let us, let us walk, direct, you know, come boldly into the presence of God. Let us think of ways to encourage another one, other one another. It's going to be a long night. Uh, and let us not neglect meeting together. And so when it comes to um, the church of Jesus Christ, I'm passionate about us. Um, I like meeting with people. I love hanging out with people. And, um, and, and that's good. But I also like my own space. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm an introvert or an extrovert. I'm just in the middle, all right? And so I'm quite happy with that. But some people love spending time with people. Who's, who's, who's an who's a extrovert? Yeah, awesome. We need you all on our pastoral care team. Uh, who's an introvert? 
with admin skills, we need you in our life as well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but, but it doesn't matter what you are. It's, it's about us coming together. And I'm, I love us because I need you. Uh, I need something that you've got. And you need something that I've got. It might surprise you. But that's a... But, um, but uh, together we are called the body of Christ. And we are one expression of the greater wide body of Christ called the church of Jesus Christ. And I've got a great friend down the road at Elam, Pastor Adam Dodds. We meet together, we pray together, and we eat together. All the things of Acts chapter 2. All right. Sometimes he buys, sometimes I buy. And um, why? Because we're for each other because it's the body of Christ. And so I love the church. I, I mean, um, just because we do church the way we do church, it doesn't mean we don't love our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? Awesome. But, but when it comes to us as a church, I want to I wanna share some things that, that I believe every believer should have in their heart or carry in their spirit because these things will help you do life well. Who wants to do life well? I don't want to get to the end of my life going, man, I did that so mediocre. I want to go, man, I gave life my best shot. I had Jesus helping me. I lived my life for Him. At the end, I want the well done, good and faithful servant. Um, and it's, and uh, if we, if you're step, here's the thing, if you're stepping out in faith, you will get that. It's not about comparing yourselves to one another. It's about how you step out in faith and how you use what God has given you. Because you can't use someone else's gift. Anyway. All right. So tonight I want to just share real quickly some of the stuff that I shared this morning. Because I really believe that these things, if we get these, these, these topics into our spirit and we use them well, then God's going to bless you. And uh, He will pour out a blessing on you like nothing else. Amen. That's something to be excited about. I think, you know, as a, as a, as a nation, we're like, oh, yeah, so, 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 okay. Uh, so no, no, someone else can have, you know, it's all right for them to be blessed. Um, is there, I don't really need to be blessed. I'm like, what? I want to be blessed. God is God. I'm, I'm, I'm praying that he blesses you, but I'm praying he blesses me as well. Uh, uh, why? Because God is so great. The, the, my, the blessing that He has for me is not going to take away from any blessing that He has for you. But our mindset and sometimes in our, in our thinking is like, oh, no, not me. It's like false humility. I, I, if Jesus died on the cross so that I could have life and life in its fullness, I'm going to go and I'm going to champion. I'm going to fight for that fullness of life. Amen. I'm, like, I'm not going to hang around just going, oh, well, they can have it. Oh, it's good that their life is full of God's blessing. It's good that, no, I'm going to fight for it for my life. And I pray you've got the same um, uh, inclination, same spirit in you that you know you are blessed, you are worthy. Uh, Jesus, if you were the only person on the face of the planet, Jesus would have died for you and rose again, took the penalty of your sin. You are worthy tonight. But a lot of the time we've got to get past this mindset of going, oh, this is, oh. I'm just a sinner. I'm like, We're all sinners. I remember in, in the UK, there was this lady. She was bawling. She was losing control at, at the altar. And she's like, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And then Pastor Bruce comes up to her, slaps her. No, he doesn't. I was just seeing if you're listening. Um, just no, gets her attention. He didn't slap her. All right. just. Um, and he looked her straight in the eye and said, yes, you are a sinner. And she's like, but Jesus... Saved you. I think tonight, God wants to just slap us a little bit and go, you know what, we, we have sinned, but Jesus has saved us. If, if you've got sin in your life, Jesus has forgiven you for that sin. But here's the thing is, if you keep having sin in your life, you're going to destroy your life. So keep bringing it to God. Keep bringing it into the light, as Matt talked about earlier. Bring it out, bring it out of the darkness, and God has the, uh, Jesus has the ability then to heal it. Everything that's left in darkness is left hidden and can't be healed. Right. You just grow mushrooms. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want sin to get worse, do you? No, so bring it into the light. It's not a shame thing. It's a humility thing because God loves you. He's dealt with it. He's broken it. So anyway, let's keep going. Maybe that's what God wants to share tonight, that you're saved. He loves you by grace. There's no condemnation. Romans chapter 12. He, he, he loves you. 
um, so anyway, this is us. And I, I shared this morning, if you were in church, about um, uh, the second part of our heartbeats. First of our first heartbeat is H, right? So if you haven't been in church, the acronym for our heartbeats or our DNA is to uh, is is heart H E A R T. So it's honor, excel, advance, reach out, and together. Uh, we often will talk about together, together, and so that's a strong heartbeat in the life of the church. We often hear about that. Um, we'll often maybe hear a little bit about honor, because in honor, it's honoring our need of Him, honoring His presence, and honoring the Word of God. Amen. I, I pray that you've that we have those in our spirit. But tonight, I'm sharing real quickly because I, I want to get onto what I feel like the Holy Spirit was saying is when it comes to ex- excelling, to to the E part, the honor, and then we've got uh, excel. Um, let's go to Daniel chapter 6, and it'll help us out. Here we go. It says this, Then Daniel distinguished himself above all the sat traps and shark conference. <laughs> Here we go. Yes! No, there's like a tease. There we go. All right. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in them. And the king gave uh, throughout thought to setting him over the whole realm. Because of an excellent spirit that was in Daniel, the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. That's awesome, right? Why? Because he carried an excellent spirit. I believe as Christians, we should carry an excellent spirit. Don't we want to use, don't we want to give God our best in everything? I and mean, sometimes we live our life and we're like, oh, I'm not sure about it today. I, I, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I can be bothered. But I want to say, come on, let's bring an excellent spirit into it. I'm glad that Jesus had an excellent spirit. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. He, was, he had an excellent spirit. He's Lord, I want to serve you with my life. And he says, not my will, but your will. And so he lays his life down. And now we have uh, eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, because Jesus carried an excellent spirit. I believe we should carry an excellent spirit. I believe that, that God wants to bless you and, and bless me. All right, I'm going to flick, quickly flick over. There we go. Um, you know, God deserves the best of everything. You know, I mean, I was excited about Ed Sheeran, right? I was excited. He's like, that, that, that guy's okay. He's got a funny, you know, he's not saved. He's got some interesting lyrics to some of his songs. He's got a cool vibe. But he seemed like an okay, nice guy. Um, and, and he brought, you know, great economy into Dunedin City and all that. He got, brought a great show into the stadium. And it was an okay, it was, seemed to be like the people that I talked to, to who went to the concert said, yeah, well, it was great. But doesn't God deserve the best stadiums? Doesn't God deserve the best crowds? Doesn't God deserve so much more? And so we can we know what it is from a human point of view to see some good stuff out there. But man, to, to come into a stadium together and lift up the name of Jesus, man, that is what I believe is what God's desiring for you and for me. And I'm I'm believing for it. Um, for, for, for a long time now, God has told me we will do an event in the stadium. He hasn't shown me which stadium. Because God gave me this, God gave me this prophetic word when we were in Masterton. So I always thought it was the Caketon in Wellington. Maybe it's Dunedin uh, Forsyth, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Eden Park. Maybe it's all three. I'm excited about all of them. But I believe that God deserves the best. But it's going to take our lives given to Jesus uh, and handing over our entire life. And so God deserves the best of everything. There's a little um, church in the middle of Rome called the Sistine Chapel. It's in part of the Vatican City there. And, and a very famous artist called Michelangelo had the, uh, the job of being commissioned to paint the ceiling. And uh, he was up there for hours and days and days and days. And he, and he got asked, why do, you, why do you spend so much time and so much detail on all these, these amazing paintings? He's like, uh, because God sees because God sees. God sees everything that we do. 
And I pray that we would excel and have an excellent spirit in everything that we do for Jesus. Um, moving forward, there's, there's, if, if, you wanna, if you weren't here this morning, I want to encourage you to go and listen to uh, the expanded version of this. Um, but there's three areas where well, I believe as a Christian, God's calling us to give our best, to bring an excellent spirit. And the first one is, God. I believe God calls us to excel with our time. With our time. Who's, who's ever had that question? Ah, there's not enough time. Yeah, some of us, ah, there's not enough time. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I believe that God's given us all the right amount of time. And so we just choose how we use our time. And when it comes to time, you know, it says this in Psalm 90 verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain wisdom. God's given us enough time to achieve everything that he's asking us to achieve. Now we now have to then work out how to do what God wants us to do. You know, I shared this morning about, you know, have you ever had to run with that essay that you've needed to hand in and put it in that slot, right? I'm asking you because I've never done this. Never done it. But apparently you've got to hand in that essay or submit that essay and, uh, and, and it's like sweating. Uh, but it's, it's, who knows that you only started it the night before where you knew about it like, Six weeks ago. Anyway, there's a little bit too much conviction going on. But you know what I mean? Is God, God teaches us to number our days. We have enough time. And so I, I believe that we've got to value God. We're going to have an excellent spirit when it comes to time. You know, we can have selective hearing, but I, I believe there's also a thing called selective laziness. And I suffer from it. <laughs> and I'm quite happy to receive prayer at the end of the service. But we can have selective hearing. Uh, and, and, but we can also have selective laziness. Come on, let's not, let's not be lazy with the life that God's given us. We'll have, I mean, I'm one of those guys where I, when I get to eternity with God, I'm like, please have a whole lot of to-do lists. I want to do something. I don't want to just float around as angels and I'm like hanging out with Michael and Gabriel and all that. I'm like, come on, there better be something that we're doing. Uh, I'm sure there is. But, uh, you know, I'm going to have a lot of eternity to chill out. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of eternity to worship God. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of eternity to do stuff. But while I'm here on this earth, I want to I want to use well what God's given me. Um, so I pray that you end you you'll have the same the next thing is um you can do music lessons humming lessons whatever you want um okay keep going because we will run out of time um the, the next thing is um time excel in our time but excel in our treasure and I think this is, God showed me a story and we're going to go into it. But when it comes to our treasure, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those topics, finances, where, where it's, it's like people either hate talking about it or people have an opinion already or people have, or, or have been hurt by it. Um, I, I understand all the views. I, I do understand all the views. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with people around tithing, all that sort of stuff. But tonight, I, I, I really believe God wants to just release uh, a spirit of, of just trusting Him. Because when it comes to honoring God with our treasure, it really it comes to honoring God with our trust. The, when it, our treasure is just a, a symbol of the trust that we have in, in Jesus. And in fact, um, uh, let me just find this for you, Proverbs. Chapter three, because uh, this, this, if you if you get this right, if you get this right, you will set yourself up for the rest of your life. Um, all right, so we know Proverbs chapter three. Maybe you've heard this the scripture before. 
verse 5, it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your... Thank you. And do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and you will, sh- and He will show you with which path to take. It says this, verse 7, Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. That's a good scripture, right? That's a good scripture. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. That's a good scripture. Don't. Be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. That's another good scripture. Then you will have healing for your bodies and strength for your bones. That's another great scripture. All right. I'm not trying to convince anyone tonight. Verse 9 says this, though. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then He will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Now, that's a great scripture. I'm not talking about because it's overflowing wine here. I'm not talking about it. I'm, I'm talking about it because your bars will overflow with grain. And see, there's a promise here when, it's, when he says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the very best part of everything that you produce. When we understand and when we bring our treasure into the storehouse, into the kingdom of God, there's so much more that God wants to release and pour out to you. The parable about the, good, uh, the, tal- the talents, the reward again is double. The reward for the person who got five, uh, he gave, gave the other person the, the one, right? Sorry, I can't. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. And so when we give God our best, when we give God um, our treasure, He just supernaturally blesses it. And that's where I want to get to tonight when it, when, when it says to excel. Oh, little man. It's all right. He's all good. He's all good. Make as much noise as you want. I've got a microphone. <laughs> um, and so, so there's, this, there's this treasure element, but, but it, is really, it really is a trust element. And here's the thing is, when we give God our treasure, trust comes into our world. When we don't give God our treasure, we live out on our own trust in our world. That's a no-brainer for me. I'm like, man, I want to trust God in everything. Don't trust me for anything. But I believe God wants to release something tonight in us. It says, you know what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on in your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God. We honor God in our treasure, with our treasure. And, and when it says to bring a tithe into the storehouse, a tithe simply means a tenth of our increase, a tenth of of, of the increase, like a tenth of how we do it now because we live in this world that we live in. We, Desiree and I, we tithe. We bring a tenth of the paycheck. We don't get a paycheck. A, a tenth of our AP. It appears. <laughs> Ting. I don't know. It just appears in the bank account. And, uh, and then we, we tithe. We, we give a tenth back into the life of the church. Why? Because... That's the modern way of doing it, and we want to honor God with it. In fact, that's the, only, that's the second tithe. The first tithe is called the first fruit. And then there's the second tithe, which is the tithe, which is 10%. And then you know that there's another tithe as well, which is another 10%. Anyway, uh, okay, I've got to give you a little bit of context now. The first fruit is when, it's, when the, the harvest comes, right? There's the harvest in the field. And you know how you sow the ground, and, and there's, there's that first growth? Right, it's not like, like everything's sprouted, but there's that little, you know, if you sow the grass and there's a little bit of grass, and then they come through and like they harvest that. That's called the first fruit. It's the first harvest. I think the Hebrew word is the teruma. In fact, we've got Shane Willard coming in a couple of weeks' time, and he, he presents this beautifully a lot. A lot well, yeah, so I encourage you to get some of his stuff on it. But it's called the, the Taruma. And so the Taruma was to go to the priests uh, to help look after them and all that. And then it was to bring the tithe, the tenth, uh, first tenth of the harvest into the storehouse so that the priests and so the people in the storehouse would be looked after and all that sort of stuff. Then there would be the third tithe, which is another 10%, which was for saving. Who likes that word, Saving. Yeah, I know one person does. Uh, we have multiple savings accounts. Anyway, but so then, then you live on 80%. 
As if, as if you get this principle in your life now, you will, you will, you will do life well. And what that, that, that saving one was for, it was, it, was to, you could, the, it was to spend on yourself, but every third one, I hope you're following me here, every third time it came around, so if you get paid monthly, like I do, you would save a tenth, give a tenth, and then, um, then, the, then the next month you'd save a tenth and give a tithe, and the next month would come around and you would then have that tenth, and you would, um, that was designated to just go to anyone who was poor. You feel free. Feel free to bless someone. Feel free to look after the widows. Feel free to look after someone. But you would give it out of generosity just to bless the poor widows and all that sort of stuff. And then obviously you'd still tithe that month as well. Anyway, there's a whole lot more stuff in and around the actual tithing. But tithing will release such a blessing in your life. And in Malachi chapter 3, um, I shared this this morning. And the guys are going to bring it up in, in New King James. Let's go there. All right. We're doing good. For I am the Lord and I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Is Will a man rob God? You have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? He says, in tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. He says this, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. Yeah, that's awesome. That really is awesome. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. This is an amazing piece of scripture because there's an interaction with God and, and there's a communication. It's like, hey, he's sharing. Hey, this is an area where you've let yourself down. This is an area where you're not trusting in the Lord with all your heart. And he's saying to, to Israel, he's saying, this is an area that we need to fix. And it's like, well, what do you mean? What area? You know, sometimes how you just don't know what's going on. And you need a wife to slap you and tell you, you should have thought of this. If you, my wife has never slapped me, by the way. <laughs> just a disclaimer, throw that out there. Uh, but you know how sometimes you're just unconsciously unaware of stuff. And God's having a chat with them. Hey, and they're like, what do you mean we've robbed you? He's like, you've robbed me of tithes and offerings. But here's the thing. If you return to me, I will return to you. This is awesome. There's this conversation going on with God. And he's like, all right, and, and, the, and, and check this out. If you return to me, this is what I'm going to do for you. When you bring the tithe and you honor me with the first tenth of your increase, you, when you trust in me, not trusting in your own understanding, but when you trust in me, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to open up the windows of heaven. That is awesome. That is awesome. And so the windows of heaven are open, pouring out a blessing over your life. But then I love the scripture that goes on. I shared this earlier. Can we put up um, oh, maybe uh, about eight? Verse 8, I think it is. Oh, keep going. 10. Next one. There we go. 11. I knew it was close somewhere around there. And, and I love the windows of heaven being poured out over my life. And, and, and trust me, we can talk to you after the service, Desiree and I, and we'll just tell you how much God has blessed us, if you really want to know. But it says this, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Oh, I love that scripture. I love that scripture so much. And if you're a parent in this room, you should love that scripture as well. Because I have three amazing kids. And I have one amazing wife. And I love that scripture because I put a demand when I tithe. I'm a husband. I'm, I'm, I'm the man. <laughs> it's not an arrogant statement. <clears throat> it sounds like a frog, right? I'm the man in, that carries, 
covering for my family. And so I'm going to choose to bring the tithe into the storehouse because I'm saying, God, we're having this conversation about tithing. You said this. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Now, sometimes stuff happens. Don't get me wrong. We live in a fallen world. And, 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 and I can't explain horrendous stuff that happens. But I'm going to put a promise, and I'm going to know that God will redeem everything. We can even look at Job. Job went through a, well, Job as, the, as poetry. Job wasn't a real, real person, by the way. Mm, that was deep, wasn't it? Job is, a, is like Shakespeare. Now, it, it could have been a real person, but it's written like poetry. Anyway, that's another Shane Willard thing. Right, just rewind. But Job, right, Job lost his family. But then what happened at the end of Job? Job, God restored it again. So God is a promise. He keeps his promise. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. You know, I'm going to say this out loud, um, not just in my head. <laughs> School holidays, right? I was like saying to the production team, make sure you record this because we're going to use this like for in our library for DNA and all that sort of stuff. We're probably not going to use it. <laughs> just, just sharing that with you tonight. <laughs> but um, where was that to? Oh, the fruit. That's what I... I, I <laughs> Amazing that we're planting in another church somewhere. All right. Um, here's the thing is that it says that he will not nor shall your vine fail to bear fruit. I want to say prophetically, anyone struggling to have children, there's a promise from God right there. Your vine will bear fruit. Your vine will bear fruit. Now, God, this is a promise that I'm going to be fruitful. I'm going to be fruitful. God's promise was what? Be fruitful and multiply. It wasn't to go and plant a whole lot more vines. It was to go and have a whole lot more kids. Yeah. Everyone's like trying to catch up. Is this a serious moment or are we still laughing? No, this is a serious moment. This is a promise from God. He says, you, you're, you, you will bear fruit in all the fields. It's not just about vine and crops. It's about the offspring of the nation of Israel becoming the promises that God gave to Abraham. Awesome. All right. Let's get to the things that I believe God wanted to say in our six minutes that we have left. I think he said a whole lot more than I believe, although the, well, that I prepared anyway. Um, when it comes to the treasure, when it comes to trusting God, this will either set you up or destroy you. And that sounds pretty heavy for a Sunday night, and I know we've been laughing around, and I know we've been joking a little bit, and... Um, it's, it's not really been intentional. But if you get this principle in your life, it's either going to set you up for living a life full of what Jesus paid the price and the penalty for in your life, or you're just going to go through life. You probably have an okay, you'll probably be good, he loves you, but it's, you're just not going to experience the blessing of God. And 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 to the to the to the level that he wants to bless you, you will be blessed, all right. Uh, but he wants to bless you so much more. Now, when the children of Israel crossed over into the promised land, led by Joshua, and and this is what I, Joshua had came up against the first um, town, right? Who knows the name of the first town? Jericho. Yeah, uh, Kira uh, alluded to it in the worship. This is where I believe God wants to speak to us. When it came to Jericho, Jericho was the first town in, in the promised land that the Israelites had to conquer. And we, we know the story, right? We, uh, this is an awesome story. You go for a walk every day around it for six days. On the seventh day, march it around and again and uh, seven times and when plump trumpets blow, everything comes crashing down and all that. But there's a promise 
And I need you to understand this when it comes to offering. There's, there's a promise that God said to Joshua. And it's the first town in the promised land. It's the first one. We've got to understand this because what happens when we bring our tithe, our tithe is the first. You know, if I had, uh, if I had uh, we don't have $1 notes. We had $1, $1 coins, you know, and I had 10 of them set up here. We would go number one goes to God. Number two, da 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 da. Because when we, the first is the thing that redeems, right? All right. So anyway, in Joshua chapter six, in, in the fall of Jericho, verse eighteen, it says this. It says, "Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction, or you yourself will be completely destroyed, and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, iron is uh, sacred to the Lord and must be brought into." His treasury. So there's this command by God to Joshua. This is all sacred from the first, um, from the first victory, from the first battle. It's all sacred. You must bring it all, right? But there was someone who just got familiar. I think that's really all, all that he got. He got familiar, and there was a person called Achan, and it says this. Um, uh, in, in verse in chapter seven, but uh, again, Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. The things that were set apart from the Lord was the treasure, was the was the gold, was the silver, and so it was set. They a man named Achan had stolen from uh, some of these dedicated things. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan was the son of uh, this person, and it goes on, and then. So, so this has happened. They didn't bring the whole, they didn't keep it sacred. And then Achan holds the stuff. And then the very next battle was to go out against Ai. And there was a familiar spirit that got in. And they said, oh, they're only soft. They're only like, you know, um, I don't know. They don't look very tough at all. And they say, just send out 300, 3,000 people. And so the Israelites, oh, okay. So the Israelites all big and well after a great battle of Jericho because, you know, oh, we, we can take anyone down now because we've taken Jericho down. And so, um, so they go out with only 3,000 and get completely destroyed. They get completely destroyed. Why? Because they'd lost the grace that was on the Israelites because of disobedience. And because of one person, this person Achan, and then in the and then, then then the Lord reveals to Joshua, someone has withheld from me, and so what happens? He says, you know, this is what I want you to do. I want you to line all the tribes of Israel up, and I'll tell you which tribe they came from. Can you imagine this? Talk about like singling someone else. It'll be like, okay, guys, all of us, we need to give. But today, when it comes to tithing, what we're going to do is we're going to stand up and I'm going to single out every person. That's rough. And so anyway, God says, this is how I want you. Single out the tribe. Everyone stand up. This, pick this tribe. All right, bring them all here. Single out the family. Pick this family. Single out the individual. Pick this person, Aiken. How's that for embarrassing? Right? Talk about shivering in your shoes. And then he says this, In the morning you must present yourselves by tribes, and the Lord will point out the tribe to which the guilty man belongs to. And so early the next morning Joshua brought the tribes of Israel before the Lord, and the tribe of Judah was singled out. The clans of Judah, blah, 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 blah. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, by telling the truth. Make your confession and tell me what you have done. Don't hide it from me. Achan replied, it is true, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. And among, uh, among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon and 200 silver coins and a bar of gold weighing, gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent with the silver buried deeper than the rest. So Joshua sent some of the men to take search. They ran to the tent and found stolen goods hidden there, just as Achan had said, with the, with the silver buried beneath the rest. They took the things from the tent and brought them to Joshua and all of the Israelites. Then they laid them on the ground to the, in the presence of the Lord. Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan, the silver, the robe, 
the bar of gold, his sons, daughters, cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, tent, and everything he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. Then Joshua said to Achor, Why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord will now bring trouble on you. And all the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and buried them, burned their bodies. And they piled a great heap of stones over Achan. Talk about having a bad day. Just, I, I, I believe there's something that we will all struggle with when it comes to finances. And it's just, it's just that last line in my Bible in the bottom of this page. It says, I wanted them so much, so I took them. Don't we, so I can understand how we want stuff. But when it's something that God's asking us to return to him, this is what's going to set you up. Whether you can humble yourself to know that it was never yours. It was never yours. We can have the music team up because we're going to finish. When it comes to finances, when it comes to excelling in our time and in our treasure, the next thing was our talent. I don't have time to get into that tonight. The, when it, the treasure that God's given us is, is never ours. It's all His. He's the one who's blessed, blessed us with the gifts. He's the one who's blessed us with the ability to be able to earn. He's the one who's done it all. We've done nothing. If we can understand that it was never ours in the, mo in the, in the beginning, then this will set you up for the rest of your life. When it comes to tithing, it's not an issue in our life, in our world, because we know it's not our money. All of the money that we have, all of the home house that we have, the homes, I was going to know, we only got one. All, 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 everything that we have, it's all God's. And, and we're just stewards of it. We are just stewards. And, and, but I understand so much when it says, I saw them and I wanted them, so I took them. There's this battle that goes on of having to pay the bills or having to pay this or having to pay that or wanting that or wanting this. Here's the thing is, if you can honor God first in your life, the windows of heaven are going to open up over your life. But the thing is, you've got to trust God first before the rest comes. And if you can understand that, if you can get that into your life, into your spirit, then I believe you'll set yourself up for the rest of your life. Everything that we have been given is God's. It's all His. We're stewards of it. You know, I've heard testimonies of people giving away cars, giving away houses. Why? Because they've figured out, hey, this is it's all God's stuff. I remember in our own life, Desiree and I were in, in the UK, and um, we, were, we were there, and it was our, it was our Miracle Offering Sunday. And um, we're there, and we'd sort of talked about it, and like, oh, this is what we're going to pledge. This is what we're going to give. And uh, we thought, oh. we prayed about it. And so we wrote down our pledge. Our pledge was 2,000 pounds. And, and we're like, okay, that's deep breath. Oh, you know, it's quite a step because we'd never given that much before. And then we were in, in the meeting and, and all that. And, and the Holy Spirit said to both of us, it looked like the similar time, but different. Like, and we just looked at each other, and and we knew we had to double it. And and we're like, okay. And so we we sort of leant over, whispered, you know, tried to be discreet, and so we changed changed it and all that. And then the way that the person who was bringing up the miracle offering he said, oh, we know what we want you to do is we want you to. Hold it together. If you're married, hold it together. You know, if you're not, oh, that's fine. But hold it. And we lifted it up and we're just, we were praying. And I can't remember if Desiree was crying, but I was crying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and, and I'm like, and it was just, I just knew the Holy Spirit was saying to me, do you trust me? 
And this wasn't even to do with tithing. This was just being generous over and above tithing. This is a whole nother topic. But man, I'm like, but I just knew the peace of God about it. And from that day, we've now been able to extend and go further and we're able to give more and all that. But God does bless you. I think one of the, I know this sounds silly, but one of the greatest ways that God blessed us was when we'd said yes to leaving our friends and our fa- and our and and all the people that we'd built the church with and in the UK with. And Desiree was, I think you were about six months pregnant. She's big and uh, big and beautiful and and radiant, glowing. All those nice pregnant words. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay so that she has a business class seat on the way home. And uh, and I had a, hopefully I'd get an upgrade, but it was more about her than it was about me. And um, and we're there, we're lining up to check in and we're feeling pretty stink. We were saying goodbye to some of our best friends and, 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 you know, I ran an e-group in the city and there's this guy in front of me who had the uniform on and of like the air steward and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, I know this guy. He was in my e-group and he was hard work. But, uh, but he had the uniform on, so I'm going to try, see, see what he's got. And anyway, so I'm like, hey, 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 Marty, how's it going? He's like, I know you. I go, yes, Will, come on. <laughs> and uh, he goes, yeah, how's it going? Good. He goes, are you on this flight? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, where are you sitting? I'm like, oh, I think we're, I'm just, we're just checking in now. He goes, don't get comfortable. Windows of heaven. <laughs> Windows of heaven. And uh, I'm like, but then I sort of knew this guy and there's a little bit of all talk. And, oh, anyway, anyway, we get into the, into the airplane. And we went upstairs in the, the old airplanes that had that little bit of upstairs part. And it was nice. I managed to get upgraded. And we're all sitting in business class. And then we get a little tap on the shoulder. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Levy. Um, sorry, you're in the wrong seats. I'm like, are we? And he uh, goes, yes, would you mind um, grabbing your belongings and coming with us? And so down the stairs past the other people in the other business area into first class. And I was just like, man, you know, it sounds like a silly story, but when you're in that moment of just fully obeying God, fully trusting God, you're leaving a season of your life behind and you're stepping into freaking out and pastoring a church and going to Bible college. God comes through at just the right time. Because I was concerned. I did want Desiree to make sure she had a good flight. And so she got, we got first class, flat beds, everything. She could sleep as much as she wanted to. She was comfortable. I was too excited to sleep. I stayed up, watched movies the whole time. But it was a blessing from God. And I was just like, do you trust me? Do you trust me? It's just the same question tonight when it comes to giving God our life, giving God our time, giving God our treasure, giving God our talent. It's just a simple question. It's just God saying, do you trust me? And I believe there's great people in this room with great trust. I believe there's great people in this room who have got an amazing call of God. In fact, all of you have. But you'll only step into it if you learn how to trust God and give Him your whole life, your time, treasure your talent and it's called just trusting God unabandonedly amen amen awesome let's stand we'll pray and we'll finish Holy Spirit I thank you for everyone in this room I know Lord tonight we've been a little bit humorous a little bit crazy a little bit off the script 
But Lord, I pray it's all bringing glory to you and that, Lord, every person tonight would just step a little closer and and trust in you, Lord, with all of their heart. Not leaning on their own understanding, but in all their ways, acknowledging you, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that there'd be a demand placed on our faith to believe that the windows of heaven are going to be poured open now. Our lives are going to be blessed, but not only that, Lord, that you will rebuke the devourer. You'll release promises. And Lord, where there's an attack coming against our family or our friend, Lord, tonight we're going to put a demand and a promise on the Word of God as we bring and as we trust in you with all of our heart, as we trust in you with our time, our treasure and our talent, Lord. I pray tonight that there's faith stirring to believe for the salvation of our loved ones. Lord, because you said that you will rebuke the devourer. I pray tonight, Lord, for the miracle of childbirth in this room. Lord, for those that will need to, who, who are wanting to have families and to conceive. Lord, there's a promise in the Scriptures, Lord, about bearing fruit. Lord, I declare that over every person right now who's believing to have children. We rebuke the devourer in Jesus' name. Lord, we declare faith in this place, Lord. And for for everyone that's living this life and, and we wanting to trust You, God, by like, there's this freaking out moment because there's, what comes in doesn't match what goes out. Holy Spirit, I pray that You're the one that will lead. Lord, not a conviction, not a condemnation from the message or anything like that. Lord, that Your Holy Spirit would bring a bring a path to a way where we can honour You, Lord. Because, Lord, I know that You want to open up the windows of heaven. And so, Lord, tonight I pray in Jesus' mighty name that we put our trust in You. We'd give You our time. We'd give You our treasure. treasure. We'd give You our talent. We'd serve You for all the days of our lives. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.